The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the revolution with Jim and Trav. You called me in to bring the thunder, and that's what I'm going to do. We're on the road to freedom, America. The dream of freedom. America stands for individual freedom. Let's crank it up! Testing, one, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) Am I the only one that was super creeped out by that? Always unfiltered and unapologetic. Just a lot of jumbled noise. No do-overs, no gimmicks, no faking it. Booyah! Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Hey boys, I'm back! Uh-oh. It's like a reoccurring nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hear it's that. Halloween all over again. I hear that every night in my sleep. Mrs. Bonnie, you are back. Welcome back, girl. Back and better than ever, boys. That is right. You are wearing your flannel. Yep. And your muck boots. Yep. And you're ready to uh, go hunt. You're styling today. Fall is here, boys. Fall, Fall is, is here. This Bunny doesn't decorate the house. She decorates herself. It's like <laughs> blowing 50 freaking miles an hour out there. If you're oh, not wearing man. your flannels and your long johns, then you're dumb. You're just, just silly. End of story. All right, so we're talking woods water on today show we got a fabulous show lined up boys and girls we're going to be talking an epic moose hunt with uh, melissa bachman of course she is the host of winchester deadly passion yeah then we're going to be joined by cat daddy he's going to be talking about limb lines and i uh, think log lines correct big ones yeah massive blue cats and channel cats finally we're going to wrap things up with mr tim mcwelch he is our resident survival expert and he's going to fill us in on how to find true north uh when you're turning around and lost in the woods mrs bunny what are you going to cover today we're going to age deer on the hoof Boys. Ooh. How would you age Jimbo? Um, Terrible. Let's see your teeth. <laughs> let's see your teeth, rounded Jimbo. Belly. Yeah. He's got a sway back. All right, let's sway back, rounded belly. Uh. All right, so let's get to Mrs. Bunny, and it's brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. We're discussing woods and water this week. Yep, it's on. Now, here's the one and only Mrs. Bunny, brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. All right, you know, we're just being, like, facetious. Yeah, I guess you could age. And it's fun, too. You could age, Jimbo. No one wants to. Uh, (laughs) But we can actually look at characteristics of animals, let's say deer, and we can get pretty close to their actual age, can't we? Yeah, and unless you actually have um, a deer's teeth or something like that, and actually to be able to age them, you can't actually tell specifically what age they are. That obviously would require them to be dead or just really tame. <laughs> Say, can you open your mouth, yeah. please? Let Say me, yeah, let me get Say the aw. dentist over Say here. Aw. Maybe so, we'll float their teeth yeah. while we're at it. <laughs> There's two things. A lot of people want to um, hunt by age, obviously, because they're worried about age structure. Oh, yeah. Other people, like uh, Trav and I, uh, per se, don't really care about age we're more about the meat but it is fun to know um how old the deer are it's really interesting it really is yeah and so it's fun to kind of quiz yourself okay so some basic guidelines to consider you want to take defining body characteristics so year and a half old bucks yearlings they have doe-like features they're going to be small slender and have thin necks it's all about the legs really at this point you can tell that if it's like a, a really long lanky legs on a tiny body you probably have a year and a half old buck 
uh, two and a half year old bucks. They still have smaller bodies, um, but their legs are still disproportionately long for their body. However, the distinguishing feature from yearlings is going to be um, more muscle. Uh, they're going to have a, a bit more. Uh, if you look at a photograph, like if you have a trail camera, if you take your thumb and place the your finger over the head of the buck, if it looks like a doe, you're probably looking at a two and a half year old. Hmm. Um, a three and a half year old. Uh, this is where bucks look start to look and act more like mature uh, bucks rather than a- awkward adolescents. Their bodies are going to be more filled out as they're reaching that point of skeletal uh, maturity and muscular maturity. Um, their legs aren't going to be quite as pronounced as they were in the last two years. They're going to be more proportionate and um, their backs are going to be flat and their stomachs are going to be tight and slightly curved upward. Yeah, because like a two and a half year old buck kind of looks like our daughter that's 11. Right. She looks like she goes from shoulder to leg. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's honest yeah. to God. Her she legs does. look they're like so they're six long. feet long. I know, yeah. But they still don't have that swelled up neck. No, they I don't. I mean, they will a little bit, but... At this age, their body should be kind of like that of a racehorse. They're going to have a flat back, no sagging. Their neck, their neck isn't going to be very full yet. And there should be visible lines that are going to separate the neck and the shoulder. You can tell the difference there. Um, when You, you go, can tell by the jockey that's on their back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can go on to four and a half year olds then. They're going to be the most active and aggressive bucks of all the age classes. They're at the kind of at the top of their game. At this point, they have reached skeletal and muscular maturity. And so they're going to be building on a lot more muscle um, than they have been in the previous three years. For that reason, their body takes on more of a rectangular shape. Um, their legs begin to appear maybe a little bit short in proportion to their body. Their backs are going to be relatively flat still or maybe have just the slightest dip. And their stomach may begin to show a slight sag instead of a tight upswept look that you generally have in the three and a half But their skeletal almost makes like that perfect trapezoid. It does. You know it's, what I'm saying? Very, from the- yeah. At this point, um, a four and a half year old's chest and neck are going to look really well developed. They're often, they often like visibly merge together. Like when you think of bucks that have big swollen necks, that kind of goes straight from neck to um it's like those football players yeah their jaw just bleeds into their chest that's exactly it you know? they have no neck yeah yeah there is no defining they, line they can catch a football separates. but they can't turn their head <laughs> you know that's what these bucks start to look like yeah that's exactly it the neck and the chest kind of just merge together with no signs of one starts and the other stops yeah okay five and a half years and older this is where they become more difficult to age accurately because it's kind of like anything five and a half and up kind of looks the same however in general they're going to start to develop a noticeable dip in their back their stomach is going to start to hang a little lower um, often a little bit lower than their chest their uh, chest and neck should be substantial and appear almost as if um, its neck connects directly to his shoulder obviously it has that no sign of definition again uh, their face is also going to have a change as in the skin will be a little bit looser and they're going to develop that Roman nose that yeah. they a lot of times get rather than the squared off nose of a younger buck um, beyond that sometimes their legs begin to bow inward under the weight of their more mature physique um the skin on their face like i said will have a difference on their eyes the eyes become less rounded then and become kind of more squinted and then their ears as well their ears aren't going to perk upward they're actually going to kind of sag downward really yeah so they start to get a dad pod yeah around five and a half (laughs) there you go i I decided i'm i i uh, i'm five and a half no no i was gonna say (laughs) can you describe a nine-year-old buck and that is Jimbo and I. Yeah. <laughs> okay, missing all teeth, and ear missing. Well, that's kind of interesting how you can go along, and it's really amazing because we pursue these animals. You know, we put them up on such a pedestal, and they are amazing. 
but their lifespan as a whole to go through that transformation yeah. isn't all that long. No, and when you consider that most bucks never really make it to that five and a half yeah, year old no, mark, you know? Three probably. Right, you know, so being able to identify the ages up to about three and a half to four and a half, it really shows you um, where those features stand out in different age classes there. So. Yeah, now, Mrs. Buddy, if people want to learn more about this, we actually have a great article on our website, yeah. don't we? com. I think it's just called Aging Deer in the Hoof. Yeah, go under the expert advice tab at the top of the, the page, whatever yep. you want to call it. Or you can just search it on the search bar over on the side there, and it'll come right up, I think. So That's right, Mrs. Bunny, is that it? That's it, boys. All right, this has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your well-aged deer uh, at uh, com Or your wardrobe. You could do that. Uh, don't go anywhere. Coming up next, we have Melissa Bachman. She is the host of Winchester Deadly Passion. Seeing where, Jimbo? On Sportsman Channel. Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. I thought you were going to say that part. Uh, also, I was go going back, to, but I wondered if you remembered. Pick up previous seasons and episodes with the My Outdoor TV app. Mrs. Bunny, thank you for stopping by. You betcha, boy. See you later. All right, let's get to Melissa Bachman after the break. Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, Trav. I'm calling to say that I no longer love you. My heart now belongs to Cat Daddy. What can I say? He's the angler of my dreams. He whiskered his way into my heart. And so I guess this is goodbye. You shut up the phone on, eh? Buddies with Cat Daddy. He's so hairy. She wanted that tuna toffee whole action late night flathead fury. Disgusting. My kids are calling Cat Daddy Poppy. I'm Nick Hoffman, and this is Nick's Wild Ride, hair and all. Is this safe? No. <laughs> Great. Nick's Wild Ride is all about finding somewhere interesting to go hunt and then exploring that place. History, culture, music, food. There is so much behind a destination. All you have to do is look. That was potentially the most insane thing I've ever done. An all-new season of Nick's Wild Ride, Monday at 8 p.m., only on Outdoor Channel. Sticky Holsters is an American company that specializes in developing and producing concealment holsters and other everyday carry products. All of our products are made right here in the USA and come with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Our holsters are designed for inside the waistband or pocket carry. There are no bulky, uncomfortable clips, hooks, or straps. They use our proprietary sticky material to securely hold in place. Carry confidently in comfort. Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle. The Revolution with Jim and Travis on the air. Talking about woods and water this week. Now kicking off a two-parter with Melissa Bachman, host of Winchester Deadly Passion. Seen on Sportsman Channel Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. Hey, we're back. We're talking woods and waters on this week's show. Before the break, we had Mrs. Bunny on talking about aging white-tailed deer. But now, we're going north. We told Bunny to leave! We got Melissa coming in. Miss Melissa Bachman, she is the host of Winchester Deadly Passion. It should be Winchester Deadly Moose Passion. Uh, seen on uh, Sportsman Channel, that is Sundays, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Melissa, you old moose killer, how's it going today? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good, good. Now, the thing is... You know, you have a whole schedule set up for the filming season, which usually starts in September and runs to Lord knows when. But how do you decide, I'm going to go after moose this year, and then where do you go? Because there's a lot of places in Canada, as well as Alaska, to be able to get a moose. Yeah, and Boone and Crockett moose, too. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, well, I actually got really lucky on this one. Um, I usually book quite a few of my hunts at the SCI convention. And I happen to be going through, and, you know, I don't always go in with a specific plan. Um, I love hunting moose. There's there's different things that I absolutely love. But a lot of times I just kind of see what works out, talk to a variety of outfitters, talk to a variety of friends, and that's really how I came upon this one. Tom Miranda had recommended it to me, and I thought, you know, I haven't done a moose hunt for several years. I've gone to Newfoundland a couple of times. I'd like to get back to the Yukon and give it a try. I had done it one other time and was not successful, so I thought, you know what? He highly recommends these guys. Talk to him at the shows. Yukon Big Game Outfitters, just wonderful people. And I booked a hunt, and it was finally time. I think I booked it a little over two years ago. So I was really excited to be able to go on it this year. Yeah, Tom Miranda, that's a shady character right there. (laughs) (laughs) He's always a good one to give you some great (laughs) advice. I can promise you that much. So you've taken some really nice bulls before, and you're talking about there in Newfoundland. I think you called one in under 20 yards was amazing, but now you're in the Yukon, and it's incredible because I think the population of moose, it's almost like two to one. There's something like 65,000 moose and only 30,000 people. Sounds like my local and bar. Didn't you see like six to eight decent bulls every single day? Yes, I could not believe it. I mean, it was truly one of of all the hunts I've ever done. Um, I would say this was one of the top two to three hunts in my whole life. I've really? To see that many mature, big animals each day. They were very receptive. We were hunting them during the rut. We had beautiful weather for the most part. We had one day of rain. But you it's just incredible because they are so big, and you can get so close to them by calling them and raking the brush. They just come right into you. And I can promise you, when you've got an animal the size of a moose coming inside a 25-yard well, it's pretty exciting, and we were doing that, like I said, six to eight times a day. Um, it truly was the most unbelievable moose hunting I've ever been a part of, and honestly, some of the best hunting I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Now, give us the logistics on this whole thing. Now, you're in Minnesota. Where did you fly to from there, and how long did it take you to get to camp? Well, it does take a little bit of time. Um, we flew, I believe we actually went from Sioux Falls to Minneapolis, Minneapolis to... I'm not even, we went from one coast to the other. Um, oh, wow. That is one thing that I know. We went to Toronto, and then we went from Toronto to Vancouver, Vancouver to Whitehorse. Then you stay overnight in Whitehorse, and then you get on another flight to a fishing camp, and then from the fishing camp, you go to your lodge. Oh, my God. Well, the, the hoops you have to jump through. Now, if you look at Yeah, a- well, even when I got to, we landed in Toronto, and I thought, why did we go in the wrong direction? Now, <laughs> we've got a five-and-a-half-hour flight to get to the other coast. It's Canadians <laughs> for you. Yeah. <laughs> wrong way, Corrigan. You know what? That's what they say. That was the cheapest flight, though. That's the one we were on. <laughs> yeah. Now, the thing is, when you look at a when you look at a map of the Yukon, you know, Whitehorse is like the capital, and the other big city would be Dawson. But uh, other than that, they're just little small fishing camp type villages. Uh, and that's only in the southern part of the, the province, if you will. The northern part, there's nothing up there but moose. Which, you know what, as a hunter, there's nothing I like to hear more than that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So once again, talk with uh, Miss Melissa Bachman. Make sure you watch Winchester Deadly Passion on Sportsman Channel every single Sunday, 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. All right. So you're with the Yukon Big Game Outfitters. Uh, kind of jumping forward, you eventually took a 65 and a half inch spread bull with 18 inch wide paddle. Super old bull. 
But when you are seeing, you know, six to eight tremendous bulls every single day, and they're literally the size of Volkswagens. I mean, they are just massive. How do you feel, Judge? And when you're seeing that many bulls, how do you hold out and wait for the right one? What was your criteria? What were you going for, Melissa? Well, really what it comes down to is surrounding yourself with people who do it every day. Dave, who I was hunting with, I believe this was his 38th year. Oh, wow, guiding wow. Me. Just a phenomenal guy. Um, he said he's going to retire in a couple of years. And I said, oh, you can't retire yet. I have to come back again. <laughs> um, but, you know, a lot of it is talking to the people in that area. You know, I want to hold out for as big of a trophy as I can, but I also don't want to get too crazy where, you know, you're getting your, your guide upset or anything like that. So I really just told him, I said, listen, I'm here to get a, a beautiful animal. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's hunting. I understand that. But I'm willing to hold out for something really, really nice. And I'm going to use your judgment to tell me, you know what, you can't keep passing. This is an animal you have to take. And you can really tell. And when we saw this one, everything changed. He said, we need to get this one. It is a monster. (laughs) And, um, you know, originally we saw it about 150 yards. And I, for filming, I like to get things in close. Um, I do a lot of bow hunting. I know that you can get things in 20, 30 yards. And we got out and, you know, that moose started going the other direction. And I thought, geez, maybe I made the wrong decision here. Maybe, maybe I should have just taken the shot. But we were confident we could maybe bring him back. He had five, six cows. Dave started calling. We were raking the bushes. And all of a sudden, his cows came back. And the next thing I know, this bull's inside of 25 yards. And I had my scope dialed up. And I thought, holy smokes. I looked over the top, cranked it back, and, <laughs> and ended up making a great shot. And, you know, that's what's so fun about it, to, to make everything come together, to have all your hard work throughout the week. And really just to meet such fun people and and have such a cool adventure together. You know, it really is kind of a a fun bonding experience. You're up in the middle of the Yukon. You're seeing the northern lights every night. Um, There's moose everywhere. You you really can't beat it. You bet. Hey, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? I got a lot more questions I want to ask you. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Hey, we've been talking with old Melissa Bachman. She is a moose hunter extraordinaire, and uh, she is uh, the host of Winchester Deadly Passion, seen on Sportsman's Channel, Sundays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. That is right. Now, Miss Melissa, before we get to a break and you come back, uh, where can we find you online? You can go to melissabachman.com, and then you can find all the social links from there. That's right. And, and while we're in a break, you got to hop on our Instagram page and check out the photos of this tremendous moose this has been presented by outdoor channel sportsman channel world fishing network and my outdoor tv part two with melissa bachman right after this you have to stick around hang tight because jim and trav are talking woods and water and don't forget to check out exclusive show content gear reviews and extras from the show at jimandtrav.com Humanity is responsible for endangering many species in both the past and the present. Man can destroy everything, and yet you put the right conservationists in line, and you give them the tools that they need, and man can also restore anything. If we try and work against nature, we are going to wind up losing. Hopefully, with people like you, they're going to be here forever. Yep, that's the goal. This is hardcore conservation on the front line. Wildlife Heroes, all new series, Mondays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern.
on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Looking for your next off-road adventure? The all-new Yamaha Wolverine X2 side-by-side is ready when you are. Offering unmatched off-road capability with ultimate comfort, the Yamaha Wolverine X2 is packed with features to help you turn your dreams of adventure into reality. With Yamaha-proven off-road capability, comfort, and confidence, visit YamahaOutdoors.com to learn more about the 2019 Yamaha Wolverine X2 and realize your adventure. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. It's Woods and Water on today's Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now, let's get back to Melissa Bachman, host of Winchester Deadly Passion, seen on Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Brought to you by Cinch Jeans, the official clothing brand of the Revolution with Jim and Trav. View their entire line of apparel at cinchjeans.com. Here's part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking Woods and Waters on this week's show. And, of course, uh, we've got the infamous, if you will, Melissa Bachman. She is the host of Winchester's Deadly Passion, seen on Sportsman Channel, 1130 Eastern Time on Sundays. That is a.m. And you can always go back and pick up previous seasons and episodes with the My Outdoor TV app. All right, so two years in the making, Miss Melissa, and we've all said the real work truly begins when that animal hits the ground. But that really only comes into play when you're moose hunting, all right? The photos very, very true. <laughs> of you packing this moose out. I mean, you're I mean, you're a very strapping young lady. I mean, you work out. I mean, you're in great shape. But this thing like dwarfs you. It's like I can't believe you packed out that whole skull in his rack on your back. That was amazing. Well, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm a firm believer of trying to help out and do as much as I can. And as soon as the moose hits the ground, there's a lot of different things that everyone needs to be helping out on. So immediately all of us, you know, we start cutting it up. But then when it was time to pack, I had these Everly stock packs, and I used it elk hunting last year. And it was literally within a month of having Jackson, and we were packing out two two elk on them, and they worked incredible. So I wanted to do as much as I could on this. So I started off with the front quarters. I packed two front quarters out. Wow. And, you know, it's a little different when you're packing quarters of moose out versus elk. <laughs> They're pretty big. So I got both of those down to the shore. And then there was a back quarter sitting there, and they said, no, that, that's just too much. And I said, nah, give it a try. So we put that on. I was able to get that down. I'm not going to lie. I was getting a little wobbly by the time I got to shore on that one. <laughs> then the next step was the hide. And then I wanted to pack that rack out. And we had, we had a couple other guys who were packing out the neck meat, the rib meat, the other back quarter. And I put the hide on, and now I could tell, okay, my legs are getting a little mushy here. <laughs> and then we put the rack on. And that was by far probably the most difficult because, one, it's just so big and awkward, and, two, it really is heavy. Um, that thing really wants to pull you back. So, ideally, if you're going to pack it out, I would look like a little old hunchback lady and just <laughs> pack it out, leaning all over forward. But I wanted to make it not look so difficult and whatnot, so... I was trying to walk upright, and it takes everything you've got in your core to do that. And we got it out, and, you know, having the moose meat that night, it was pretty delicious. After doing a packing job like that, there's no question you are hungry, and what better reward than to uh, cut up some of those back straps and have it that night. Now, you said that uh, you, you were able to call them in. Now, they have a very odd call, don't they? Yes, they do. But I, I think the raking of, uh, did you use uh, plastic bottles, or would you use uh, to... Uh, Bring them in. We actually use the paddles from our boat, and, you know, that's just basically replicating the sound of their antlers, you know, just raking the 
the bushes around us. And what was so neat is we passed on numerous other bulls inside 20, 30 yards wow. that would come into our calls and they were mad because if you're doing that bull call, they get mad. They get, you know, where they, they're dominant. They want to show their dominance. So we would have these bulls raking the brush right in front of us. And I also posted a video of another one that was very nice, right on the borderline that I passed. And he was doing that at 20 yards. And, you know, to be inside, to see them do that, and to know that you're sitting still, you're hidden, they have no idea you're there, and you've completely tricked them, it really is a cool feeling. Yeah, now you were actually shooting a Model 70 all-weather stainless steel 300 wind mag, and I think like the 180-grain Expedition uh, big game ammo from Winchester. That culmination in pair, how did it match up against this monster bull? You know, it really worked great. The first shot definitely would have dropped him. Um, he was already going down, but I'm a firm believer if they're still standing, I put one more in them just immediately after, dropped them. And, you know, I don't want one anything to be, you know, running further away from the shore when you have to pack it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And secondly, you know, I like to really make quick, clean kills. It wouldn't have been needed to put the second shot in, but I'm a firm believer in, you know, you you make those shots count and 180 grain bullets on those down that moose, it really did do the trick and, and worked incredible. Yeah, now, were you going for a hard shot or were you going for a double lung? Um, on that, I'm usually going for a double lung. Those, those bull moose are so big, um, you know, that you've got just that huge area and you, you want to drop them as fast as you can, but you want to make sure that you give yourself a little margin of error there too. Um, you've got nerves, you've got everything else going, so... I'm a firm believer in just getting a great shot right in there at the beginning, and then that second shot, I dropped him right there. So that's exactly what you need to do, and and that's what's important to anchor him. And nobody wants to see that moose run the opposite direction uh, from the water either. I can promise you that. Yeah. Now, after hunting, you know, multiple times in Newfoundland and finding success there and tremendous bulls there as well. How did that Newfoundland experience stack up against the Yukon? Do they even compare? Well, see, here's what I really like is going after different species in different locations. You really get to know the areas and the moose are a little bit different. And the eastern Canadian moose in Newfoundland are a little bit smaller, but I was able to shoot one of the biggest ones with Everett's Hunting Adventures that they had shot in like 20-some years oh, while wow. I was in Newfoundland. So although it may not be as big in size to the Yukon moose we shot, it was just as incredible and just as awesome because it was so big for that animal and from from where it's at. The cool thing about Newfoundland is I also got to shoot a woodland caribou while Ooh, I was there. Really? So that's one of those things that you can't get anywhere else there in Newfoundland. So there's a lot of neat things that you get to experience in different areas um, that maybe you wouldn't in the Yukon or, you know, back and forth. So I'm a firm believer in, you know, trying different places and just trying to get the biggest animal you possibly can in whatever area you're hunting. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Melissa Bachman. She's the host of Winchester's Deadly Passion, seen on Sportsman's Channel Sundays at 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. That is right. Now, Miss Melissa, once again, to follow your adventures, to see this amazing uh, moose hunt you went on, I think it's going to air in Season 9 of Winchester Deadly Passion. Is that right? That is correct. It should be airing this winter, so not too long. Nice. Now, where can we find you online? 
online again? You can go to melissabachman.com and find everything on there. All right, this has been brought to you by Cinch Jeans, the official clothing brand of The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Hop online, check out their entire line of apparel at cinchjeans.com. And again, make sure you catch Winchester Deadly Passion on Sportsman Channel every single Sunday, 1130 a.m. Eastern Time in previous seasons with my outdoor TV app. Jimbo, who we got coming up next? Hey, coming up next is Kansas Moose Guy. <laughs> Cat Daddy. We got, we got big moose here in Kansas. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Melissa, you are absolutely amazing. We love you. Thanks for coming on. Well, thank you guys for having me. I always appreciate it and great talking with you. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Need us everywhere? Well, you're a click away at JimandTrav.com. Everything from show archives to professional hunting and fishing advice. And you can even tell us how to make the show better by dropping us a comment. JimandTrav.com. Don't move. The Revolution will be right back. Our species' relationship to wild food spans back to the beginning of time. It is our ancestral diet. I'm Stephen Ranella. To me, hunting isn't only about the pursuit of an animal. It's about who we are and what we're made of. This is rough country, man. You definitely earn every step in it. I'm not giving up yet. I live to hunt and hunt to live. I am a meat eater. Meat Eater, Sunday at 9 Eastern on Sportsman. Attention outdoor adventure enthusiasts, introducing the world's most off-road capable four-seat side-by-side, the 2019 Yamaha Wolverine X4. It's packed with features to help you turn your dreams of adventure into reality with Yamaha-proven off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. Visit YamahaOutdoors.com to learn more about the 2019 Yamaha Wolverine X4 and realize your adventure. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. As people who love the outdoors, we know what we stand for. We stand for fish, wildlife, and conserving places they call home. We stand for the traditions we inherited and that we must pass on. We stand for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. At Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, we stand together for you. Thanks for tuning into the revolution with Jim and Trav as we talk woods and water. Wait a minute, do you know what this is? I wanna go fishing. Now, here's the captain of the tuna tub and purveyor of the bean hole, Cat Daddy. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. We're talking woods and waters on this week's show. We're going to the water right now. Our next guest is the Kansas Catman. That's right. Before the break was Miss Melissa Bachman talking about that awesome moose she took. Uh, make sure you watch Winchester Deadly Passion seen on Sportsman Channel Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. Now we're going for the Kansas moose. That is the Kansas blue cat with Mr. Cat Daddy. Cat Daddy, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> hey, it's going good, guys. going good. Well, I tell you, this cold weather coming in is making these fish really get hungry, guys. Really? We uh, we went out on the Kansas River the other day, and we set some lines with some six, seven-inch goldfish. Wow. Some great big hand-sized uh, black perch. And I'm telling you what, man, there was no wrong to be done. We got some big old hogs, flatheads, 
Blue cats and channel cats. They were all hungry. Yeah, now this was on the river? You did this? Yeah, sir. It was on the Kansas River up around Eudora, Kansas. So are you setting like limb lines, bank poles, stuff like that? What? Yeah, what this was was limb lines and log lines. Really? We didn't do no bank poles. And, you know, the the best thing about these log lines and limb lines, rather than setting like a 25-hook trout line, is that you can move around up and down the river, you know, a mile, maybe two, maybe three miles, and just hang these lines wherever you want. And I tell you, all that new water came in, it brought in a whole bunch of new haunts, boy. And, I mean, hey, we was hanging them like on a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> now, what size, tell us again, what size blue cats were you catching? Well, the biggest one was 66-pound blue Ooh, cat. Wow. We really? had a 72-pound flathead. A lot of 25 and 35 pound flatheads and a couple other smaller blue cats. But I tell you, that big 66 pound blue cat was the devil himself. <laughs> I got scars all over my hand to prove it. <laughs> oh my really? Gosh. Uh, and now, now where did, where did you get the scars from? His front fins or they don't have teeth, do they? Yeah, they got chompers on them, man. Let me tell you, when they chomp down, see, I forgot my net, and you're not really uh, allowed to use a gaff on these fish. Oh, yeah. So I had to use the old reliable on my hand. Uh -oh. oh, gosh. And I didn't have no gloves or nothing. So, man, they peeled me down to the knuckles, but, hey, it's good bragging rights. So on on those, you know, limb lines and uh, log lines, are you running, like, paracord? What are you using? Yeah, 550 uh, uh, paracord government issue seven strand, 1,500-pound hoop net swivels, 16-ounce circle C eagle claw salt guard hooks. And I'm telling you what, man, you got to step up to the kitchen there if you want to hook the big boys. I'm going to tell you what, if Jaws would have had that outfit, it'd be uh -oh. a different outcome altogether. <laughs> um, now, normally when you go out there, you're going to want to have gloves on. Because you got to, by hand, grab that paracord and, like, pull them in, right? Hey, I tell you what, you grab the paracord, you bring it up easy. Yeah. As soon as you see that mouth open up, because most generally when they come to the top of the water, they open their mouth for a gasp of air. That's when you need to dive in with your hand. Now, Flathead's got a bottom lip on them. It fits just like a glove. Your fingers will roll right in there. But, man, them blue cats got about an inch and a half jawbone all the way around their mouth and I'm telling you boy when they clamp down on you hell has no fury <laughs> yeah now you, we've watched uh, the hillbilly hand hit fishing or something like that and when they uh, when they bite down holy cow they could twist your elbow off couldn't they oh man hey I tell you what I about had my arm dislocated one time reaching into a big old blue cat's mouth. He twisted and turned. If I hadn't went with him with the roll, he'd have probably broke my arm. Yeah, because they'll roll kind of like an alligator will, won't they? Absolutely. And if you've seen, yeah, if you've seen them alligators roll like that, you know exactly what we're talking about. I mean, they got some force behind them, boy. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, honest to God, those big blues like that, 66 pounds, that is just like one big muscle. Uh, and you were at their mercy because you're in their home waters they know how to react to what to do. I mean, you got to be careful. Oh, man, I'm telling you, when them blues clamp down, it's like just a, a vice going tighter and tighter and tighter. Yeah, now you can imagine what it'd be like to lip old big fish. I tell you what, man, there ain't nothing like grabbing one of them big blues or flatheads. Yeah, once again, hanging out, talking with a Mr. Cat Daddy, Master Angler, and Head Honcho. He's the guy at Cat Daddy's Catfishing Adventures. Now, your clients had to be just stoked. I mean, because that really is like record book fish. That, I mean, that's like a once-in-a-lifetime trip to land monsters like that. 
Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you got people fish all their life and they come up to you and, man, we've been trying to get a big fish for 35 years, it kind of makes me feel special when I can put them on a big one like that in just one or two days. (laughs) All right, so Mr. Cat Daddy, if we want to book a trip with you, get out seriously to experience this caliber of fishing is just tremendous. Do you have anything available? And if we want to do, let's say, a little river fishing, run some limb lines, uh, you know, uh, log lines, stuff like that, is that something we could still do or is that going to be dying off soon? Absolutely. It's available until it just stops and I'm the one to let you know when it's over. Yeah, no. I got openings right now as we speak, so if you want to go out and set some log lines, limb lines, or bank poles, bring it on, Long John. We're waiting on you. Yeah, now on a two-day trip, do you still camp out? Oh, yeah, yeah, we still camp out. But I tell you, there's no sandbars on that river right now, so you probably have to hit a hotel if you want to go. Either that or uh, sleep at a tree stand. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was hoping if I went, you'd tuck me in. I'm going to stay on the tuna tub. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> hey, we've been talking with Cat Daddy. He says now's the time to get out there on the river and catch those gigantic catfish. That's right. Now, Mr. Cat Daddy, to learn more about you, more importantly, to book a trip, buddy. Where can we do that? www.cat.com. CatDaddyGuyServices.com. Yeah, if you'd like to write old Cat Daddy, book that trip and so forth, you can send him an email at CatDaddy underscore one at MSN.com. That's right. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online and check them out today, YamahaMotorsports.com. Jimbo, who we got coming up next? Hey, coming up next, we got Tim McWelch. He's a survival expert at advanced survival training. He's going to teach us how to stay alive when we're attacked by massive blue cats. Or get a, uh, uh, a Bee Gees album. <laughs> there you go. All right, Mr. Cat Daddy, thanks for coming on. We love you, buddy. Hey, there ain't nothing like Jim and Trav on The Revolution. Thanks for listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. We think you should still continue to listen. In fact, keep listening until we tell you you're finished listening. We'd hate for you to have some sort of accident. If you know what we mean, stay tuned. The Revolution will continue right after these messages. My Outdoor TV is now available on all your favorite devices. With the best hunting, fishing, and shooting shows ever made, it's the ultimate streaming service for real-life outdoor adventures. My Outdoor TV is packed with over 10,000 exclusive episodes, powered by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. The leaders in outdoor entertainment. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. Start your free trial today. My Outdoor TV, now everywhere. How would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you. With all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-570-9631 800-570-9631 That's 800-570-9631 
We're discussing woods and water this week. Now, here's a man who can survive in any situation just like a cockroach. Tim MacWelsh, survival expert at Advanced Survival Training. Brought to you by Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle. See them online at stickyholsters.com. Here's Jim and Trav. Hey, we're back. We're talking woods and waters in this week's show. Before the break was old Cat Daddy telling us some big catfish on the Kansas River. Yeah, now Cat Daddy's always getting lost. He is. Terribly lost, and sometimes it is intentional. In this uh, living room. Speaking of being lost, it's Tim McWelch. He is just now joining us. He is a survival expert there at Advanced Survival Training. But being serious for just a second, though, uh, Mr. Tim, you hear about it all the time. It always seems like it happens to experienced hunters, you know? You go in the backwoods. For some reason, you get turned around. Uh, and if you don't have your garment on you or if you don't have cell phone service so you can't get like a compass or anything, a lot of people don't know how to tell which way is north, south, east, west. And so they get lost and they end up just going in circles. So is there any positive way for us to identify directions Directions, or are we just kind of screwed, man? Yeah, yeah. You know, navigation is one of those things that we don't often consider until it goes sideways. Quite often, the search and rescue is called out for lost people, and that's actually the number one reason for search and rescue call out in national parks. Wow! It's it's not someone getting hurt, you know. It's not someone, um, you know, having having different problems. You know, it's not the animal attack or the lightning strike or any of that stuff. It's just simply an outdoors person getting lost, and um, the numbers are the numbers are shocking. I mean, it's it's somewhere around forty percent of SAR cases are, are just someone getting turned around and lost. Um, so it's really, uh, it's really a problem that isn't commonly addressed, and it's something that's not that hard to prepare for. You know, like you said, bringing a Garmin and, and making sure you've got good batteries in it, maybe, um, you know, utilizing your cell phone. Uh, if your cell phone has any kind of compass function, then that could be helpful. Bring in an old school compass. I'm talking a magnetic needle in a little in a little housing, you know, and it it, it could be, you know, like an old fashioned like dry compass, you know, like you'd you'd almost get it like a some kind of little souvenir shop or something, or it could be a nice modern liquid filled compass. In any case, that little needle is gonna be magnetized and, and point to north. And once you know north, then you can figure out all the other points. But let's say you didn't have any of that stuff. You know, maybe maybe that was in your pack, and you sat down in your pack and, and got turned around, and now you've lost your gear. And so what most people know, most outdoors people know, that the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. Um, although, sadly, this is, this is becoming knowledge that not every person knows anymore. You know, there used to be a time when every, every man, woman, and child knew that. But and today we're just, um, you know, as a culture, so out of touch with the natural world and, and the different, you know, things that, that our ancestors took for granted. You know, today not everybody knows that the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. And it's not dead east and dead west. I mean, it's not it's not exactly those points. No, no. Uh, it depends on your latitude, and it depends on the season. So it's going to be a little off from east and west. But you know what? The moon follows the same track. So even if even if you're stuck out there at night, the moon rise is going to show you east. And if the moon's been up a while and then it's finally setting, now you know west. And so these are these are simple things that folks can take advantage of. And, and also at night, you've got numerous constellations which can tell you direction. So if you can find the Big Dipper, then that's close enough to north. But you can use the edge of the Dipper, uh, those two pointer stars, 
to look over a little bit. And, and if the sky is really clear, you can see Polaris, which is the, the North Star. And that's going to be pretty much, uh, ha- hanging right over, right over true north. Um, and so that's another way to navigate. And, you know, Southern Hemisphere, they've got some different constellations down there that they can see. So the Southern Cross is the version of, of the North Star in the Southern Hemisphere. So there, there are some things that the, that the skies can tell us, the constellations can tell us. And, and even if, even if there aren't any stars out, you know, if you're aware of weather patterns, so most of our weather here in, in North America, especially um, storms and stuff, are going to roll from west to east. So even even if you don't have any any heavenly bodies to look at, you know the wind direction can sometimes give you a clue as to as to which direction. But you know all that's a moot point because even if you did know the directions, you need to know which direction to go. Oh yeah. To get back to get back where you're coming from. And a lot of folks get turned around because they, they don't think about how they enter a park or, or, you know, some backcountry area. You know, if you head in north, then your reverse azimuth is going to be south to get back out of there. But some people don't stop to determine which way they're going into the park, and then they won't know what that reverse bearing is to get out. But if we just took a second and figured out, north, you know, northeast, southwest, and which way we were going away from our parking area or away from where we got dropped off, um, you know, which way we were heading into that, into that patch of land, then we could just flip it, reverse it, and, and use that to, to get back out of there. Yeah, some of the old timers uh, would tell me that uh, moss only grows on the north side of the tree. Is that true? Jimbo, we've, we've heard that for probably uh, <laughs> decades, if not centuries, and it's likely to be true in some areas. A lot of people believe that that saying originated in the British Isles. And there's a, there's a species of algae that does favor the shady side of trees. And it's, it's truly not even a moss, it's an algae. But here in North America, that saying doesn't pan out very often. Um, if you think about moss, it's a plant, and plants, most of plants need light. And so there's going to be more light on the south side of the tree in the northern hemisphere because the sun is, is southerly in, in its path. So by thinking the moss is on the north side of the tree, here in North America, that often has people going exactly the wrong way. Mm. Jimbo, do you want to ask him another question that's wrong? Yes, <laughs> I do. Jimbo knew. He knew it was wrong. That's why he asked. Yeah. yeah. How, do you, how do you spell Mississippi? Hey, I gotta st- I'm not talking about the state. I'm talking let about me, the river. Ooh. Let me Google it. Hang on. Um, but, but, hey, let me, let, me, let me come back to Jimbo here. Let me throw him a life, uh, a, a life, raft, life raft here. So um, the moth can't be on the north side of the tree. You know, it depends on the species. It depends on where you are. Um, it depends on your latitude. Um, and, and you know what? Sometimes the moss gets it right because a, a broken clock is right twice a day, isn't it? You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Tim McWelch. This guy doesn't get lost. They just can't find him. He's found everywhere, especially in bookstores <laughs> and online. Now, if we want to attend one of your survival training classes in person, can we do that, Mr. Tim? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm located here in the northern part of Virginia in the mid-Atlantic region, and folks can jump on advanced, with a D, advancedsurvivaltraining.com, and find my list of upcoming classes and even sign up online. You bet. Hey, more revolution right after this. That's right. Also, uh, hoffandjimmytrav.com, and you can listen to hundreds of interviews and read just as many fabulous blogs, jimmytrav.com. Mr. Tim, you're so awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks, guys. Great to hear you. 
The Revolution with Jim and Trav is powered by our amazing listeners and sponsors. It's clever, witty, and it's smart. We're proud to partner with Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. Visit them at cabelas.com and basspro.com. Stay tuned. The Revolution will continue after these important messages. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. You're just in time for the exciting conclusion. The revolution with Jim and Trav comes to a close this week. Can we go now? Stay in touch with the boys 24-7 at JimandTrav.com. Hey, we're a great show this week. Mrs. Bunny gave us some great ideas on how to judge the deer. Also, Melissa Bachbo, what a big, big moose. Oh, cat daddy. Big catfish. It's a big show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, get outdoors this week and take some get us with you. Help Jimbo brush up on some better jokes. I uh, know. Just spend time outdoors. Make sure you bundle up. Take some hot chocolate. You know what? Like Miss Bunny said, take those kiddos out there. It's so much fun to teach them how to age animals on the hoof. And also, hammer home firearm safety. That is what you have to do. It is imperative. We will return next week. Thanks so much for listening. God bless. Peace out. America, you are the absolute best. We love you so much. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.